my checks? How do you buy a house? I failed an assessment task. How do I tell my parents? Is it better to do a VCE subject at Scaled Up? Do you have questions about being an adult? Questions about school? Questions about the existence of unicorns? Hi, I'm Ms Ralston, I'm a teacher, and I'm here to help. This is the Not-So-Simple Guide to Adulting. Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of the Not-So-Simple Guide to Adulting podcast. My name is Ms Ralston and I am absolutely thrilled to welcome our first guest on the podcast, the absolutely incredible Dr Brown. Now before I ask Dr Brown to introduce herself, I would just like to thank her again for being the first guest on our podcast. I am incredibly lucky to have worked with Dr Brown for the past three years and I am really excited to hear what she has to say today. So Dr. Brown, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone and share the most adulty thing you've done this week? Hey, um, I didn't realise I was your first guest as well. I'm honoured. Thank you, Ms. Ralston. Um, yes, I'm Dr. Brown, Amy Brown. Um, I teach literature and philosophy and extended investigation at McRobb. I've been here for five years now. Um, something I've done in the last week that's adulty. Oh. It feels pretty adulty dropping one's child off at daycare and wearing a mask and making your child put hand sanitizer on and then getting them to you know, um, take their own temperature with this thermometer gun. It's almost like he's shooting himself in the head. It's very weird, but he, he, the kids love it. He's three years old and he um, has you know, this <laughs> delight at being able to operate this gun thing and see the green light and know he's allowed to go in, but it was quite... Um, it's quite different and strange not being allowed into the premises yourself as an adult and having to let your three-year-old wander in by yourself. So I don't know. I think the world is quite an adult place at the moment. <laughs> I think that's very that's adult. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay, Dr. Brown. So now's the time where I'm going to ask you three questions. Now, these questions have come from my students and I'm going to start off with two relatively easier questions, but the last one is really, really deep. So our first question for today is... What is one thing that has made you happy today? One thing that made me happy today. Um, I don't know, it probably sounds a little bit sort of saccharine or something, but I actually felt quite happy driving to work this morning and the, you know, there was still a little bit of sunrise in the sky and the light was very nice on the Balti Bridge and the, just, I just had this sort of, strange clarity and sense of I'm glad I'm alive and you know the, the world is a difficult place at the moment but there's still a lot of beauty in it and that was that was nice that made me happy it's a really lovely moment <laughs> so the second question is what is an important experience that you have had that shaped you as a person what an experience that I've had that shaped me um so many um <laughs> There's one that I come back to quite a lot that surprised me because at the time it was not pleasant. Uh, I was expecting it to be wonderfully pleasant and it wasn't. Um, let me specify. So um, this was while I was doing my PhD and I had a quite a small stipend that I was living on. So I didn't have a lot of money, but I'd luckily been allowed to present at a conference in France on my PhD topic. And I wanted to make as much, I'd never been to Europe before and I wanted to stay as long as possible. So found out about this thing called helpexing where you can stay uh, on a farm or something for free you get your room and board for free if you do some work for them so I, I decided to kill several birds with one stone and apply to helpex on this Arabian horse farm in um, rural France after doing this conference and 
I got to stay there for two weeks um, in the middle of winter and it sounded so romantic and beautiful and I was excited about it. I thought all of my childhood dreams of riding horses and looking after them would be fulfilled, but the work was incredibly hard and I realized I couldn't actually speak French that well and I felt very incompetent the whole time, nearly the whole time. By the end, I was actually, I'd learned to speak a bit more language, I was a bit more confident and I think whenever I'm having a sort of a struggling time, I remember the moments of that experience of wanting to leave, like I was planning my escape somehow, but I was stuck on this farm in rural France. Uh, it sounds wonderful. It kind of was, and it has been to reflect on, but yeah, I think it's one of those examples of something that's difficult at the time being a good thing in the long run. Sorry, it's a long, long answer. These are nice questions, Sober. Thank answer. you. <laughs> okay, Dr. Brown. So the final question is, do you think there is a right and wrong path in life? Mm. Is this the deep question that you told, you told me there was a right? Yeah, yeah. I thought this might. I mean, they're all lovely questions, but this one's, this one's hard. My gut reaction, and I think you can trust that sometimes I, philosophy students listening don't just write that in an essay, my gut reaction is this, so it must be true, but my gut reaction is that there is no right or wrong path. There are just different paths, and every path will seem right at some moments and wrong at other moments, and that's the way it should be. And, or perhaps you could rephrase it as every path is right in different ways and you just have to trust that that's the case um that sounds sort of strangely faithful for someone who probably doesn't believe in a higher power or any sort of um i believe in self-determination but i think that if you start to believe that you're on the wrong path then that's that's not a, a healthy or helpful thing so it's good to keep that open mind that it could always be the right path so there's not, nothing sort of essentially right or wrong about any path you take in life um and i think that's uh, yeah maybe a nice note to end on given the weirdness of the paths we're all following this year and into this brave new world of the future I think that's a really great thing to finish on, Dr. Brown. And I think describing 2020 as a brave new world really, really expertly sums up a lot of the feelings that people are having about 2020 and what it means to be a young person in 2020. Before you go, Dr. Brown, I have one more question for you. If you could give everyone out there listening one piece of advice, what would it be? Leads on nicely from what you were just saying about the uncertainty. <laughs> um, advice for a young person in 2020. Um, just trust yourself and be kind to yourself and to others. I think those are two important things. You've got, yeah, it's, you're living through an extraordinary time and I think both of those things would go a long way for you. Trust and kindness. Um, sorry, it's not very specific. I'm sure that there are more practical teachers who'll give you good specific advice in the future. Thank you again for coming on the first episode of this podcast. I know that whenever I ask you these adulting questions, whether we are at work or we're walking around, I feel like I always learn so much from your thoughts and your stories and your experiences. And I feel like all of our listeners and all of the young people, all of the students out there are going to feel exactly the same. So thank you again for coming on this podcast and being our first guest. It was really, really excellent to have you here today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Not So Simple Guide to Adulting. If you heard something today that sparked a question, check out our website. The link's in the description and there's a place for you to send in a question that you would like an answer to. Take care of yourselves and be kind to yourselves because adulting is not so simple. I'll see you later.